0: Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me here today on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm, and we have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well, podcasts of this program and all of the programming on KPCG. That's available where you'd like to get your podcasts as well. The Bible shows that a spirit-begotten child of God has to grow spiritually. They have to grow before they can be born into the divine family of God. There's a process of of growth and development that 's needed in the same way that a a child, when it 's beginning to grow and develop in its mother 's womb, has to grow and and reach a certain level of growth and development before it can be born physically there's a it 's a physical picture reproduction of what happens spiritually, and so we have to be growing we have to be developing uh, before we can be born into god 's family, and that means that during this life, this physical life, we have to be developing more of the mind and character of Jesus Christ. And it takes time and effort to use God's Spirit to grow spiritually. It takes time and it takes effort. And we need to be growing in both of those things that are so vital. The mind and character of Jesus Christ. So let's look at what we have to do, how we have to grow in our development, as we take on the character of God. And we have a few passages today, and if you have a Bible handy, it'd be great to get it out so we could look at these passages together. The first passage we'll look at is in Romans 12. Romans 12, and we'll look at verses 1 and 2. And here Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy Acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, to grow spiritually here, we see that we have to stop thinking like the world does, we have to stop living like society around us, and make a change. And grow to think like Christ and to live like Christ. And so we see it's not enough to simply talk about Christ or to even agree with the Word of God that we read in the Bible. We have to actually begin to think like God, live like God, and have that, again, that mind and character in us God's mind, God's character. Philippians 2 and verse 5 tells us to have that mind in us. Let that mind be in you, that of Christ Jesus. And so that's spiritual growth, becoming like that, thinking like that, not thinking like the world, not living like the world, but living like Christ did and thinking like Christ did and does. And we see here in Romans, we're not to be conformed to this world. There are many things the world does and, considers pretty normal, but we're not to be conformed to this world's ways. Christ warned about this in one of his parables. We can see this in Luke 8. This essential parable that Christ gives and of course parables are they're brilliant. They're from the mind of God where, where it would cloud the meaning for some people, but then it would give greater insight to others depending on who God was working with. And there's so much depth in these parables here in Luke 8, starting in verses 5 through 8. Christ says, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. So you get that picture there of a farmer throwing seed out, and in this case, the birds came and ate it. Nothing ever happened with it. Verse 6, some of it, some of the seed fell on a rock. And as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture and didn't have good ground, didn't have any depth that it couldn't sustain life. Verse 7, and some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprang up with it and they choked it. And other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit in hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that has ears, let him hear. If he has ears to hear, let him hear. And so Christ, here, he's speaking in parables. He spoke this parable to cloud the meaning of what he was talking about. He was talking about developing character for the kingdom of God. Many people didn't understand it at the time. But he revealed the meaning of this parable to his disciples. He showed them what it means. And we read this in verses 11 through 15. He said, Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear, and then come the devil, and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. So they heard it, but it it didn't have the impact. Verse 13, They on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy, but these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation, fall away. So these people listened for a while, and maybe began to uh, go God's direction to an extent, but then over time, they fell away when there was a temptation, or a trial, or a test. Verse 14, and that which fell among thorns are they, which when they have heard, go forth, and are choked with the cares And riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. So, this group even goes a little further with it, but they get caught up in the cares, the interests of this life, and they don't grow spiritually. Verse 15, it says, But that on the good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. And so this is the growth. This is the type of growth that God wants. He wants this fruit. And it takes time, it takes effort and and patience, working through different tests and trials and difficulties in life, and it brings forth this fruit. And so, again, Christ shows us here that, that some do hear God's word, and they agree with it, but then they end up getting too caught up in things of this world. And so they bring no fruit to perfection. They don't grow spiritually. They just don't grow spiritually. These people, as we read about in Romans, ended up being conformed to the world. We're told they're to not be conformed to this world, but instead to take on the mind of Christ. So to grow spiritually, we need to use God's Spirit to hear God's Word and understand it and then keep it do it. We have to do it. We have to produce fruits. And we can notice further how specific Paul gets about our spiritual growth in Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, and look verse 21, and we'll read a few passages here. Verse 21, it says, If so be that you have heard him, and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man you know, the conduct which is corrupt according to the deceitful us the things we talk about the things that we do the things that we get involved in put off the old ways don't be conformed to the world and start changing look verse 23 and be renewed in the spirit of your mind have god's spirit use it let it work Follow the direction. Verse 24, And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So we're becoming new, we're growing if we're using God's Spirit. We're putting on this new man, and it's growing, and it's developing. And that new man is not conformed to this world or to the ways of this world like the old man was. This new man goes a different direction. It goes the way of God. Verse 25, it says, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. So it's starting to get into some just real nitty-gritty specifics here. Very specific things. What's he talking about? Is it just sort of like a feeling or a sentiment? Or, a you know, a, what is he talking about here? No, he's, he's talking very specifically about doing some very, very practical things. Put away lying, he says. Speak every man truth with his neighbor for we are members of one of another. We see a lot of lying in the world. But as we grow spiritually, we'll put that away and we'll be truthful. Verse 26. Be you angry and sin not. You know, there's a time where we we might get upset by something but it says, "Hang on, don't don't sin." You know, get get control of your thinking. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Don't be in a a negative attitude, an angry attitude. Don't let Satan have advantage there. He says, let him that stole steal no more. Okay, if that was a problem, stop doing that. But rather let him labor, go the other direction. See, grow spiritually, working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needs. So a complete change of direction here. Repentance. The person used to steal, and he says, look, stop doing that. Instead, go and work, and then you'll have enough for yourself and to share with others. You'll change from the way of get to the way of give. This is spiritual growth. Verse 29, he says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Sometimes you might be around a a group or a person that, there's a lot of corrupt communication. And that can be pretty irritating. <laughs> but, you know, that's it's something that also people can get involved in. And uh, God says, you know, look through Paul here. He said, look, change that. Change that. Don't do that anymore. Don't let that come out of your mouth. Just, you say things that are edifying. They're beneficial. They help people. That's different than the way the world is. Verse 30, "...and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God." Whereby you are sealed into the day of redemption, those that are baptized and, and do have God's spirit by the laying out of hands of a minister. Of course, after that process of initial repentance. Verse 31 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. It's quite a checklist here of how to grow spiritually. The things to put away and the way to change. Don't be conformed to that old way. That's the way we've all done at times. That's the way the world acts and the world thinks. Let's change from that. Let all that bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And, and verse 32, and be you kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Have an attitude of being willing to forgive somebody when they repent. Not holding grudges and, you know, being bitter and angry and speaking evil. All these things. See, these are very specific things that are mentioned here on this list. Attitudes and actions. And, and Paul is saying, look, we need to grow spiritually. And it's not just a, a sentiment or a nice thought or a good feeling. It's very practical. Don't, don't steal anymore. Instead, work and give. Don't speak evil anymore. Instead, speak edifying words. See, it's, it's a different way of life, and that's how we grow spiritually. But as Christ talked about there in Luke, in the parable of the sower, you know, some people they they do grow to an extent, and they're they're you know at a certain point, but then there's these thorns that grow up, and they next to them, and they really are conforming to the world. Instead, the concerns and the cares of the world, they choke out God's Word. And they're conformed to the world, and they don't make these changes. It, the, the changes stop, and it, it becomes pretty stagnant and then slides backwards if they've come out of some things. And some of these, these bitterness and the wrath and the anger and the evil speaking, it, it grows up again. Weeds. Right, We all uh, deal with that in a physical sense. You plant a garden, and you always have to pull the weeds out. We have to change. See, we've got to be not conformed to this world, but think like God. Take on the mind of Christ and the character of Christ, and that's spiritual growth. That's spiritual growth. Here's a quote from the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence course, and it's free at thetrumpet.com, and if you don't have it, uh, please sign up for it. It's great. And it really gets into a lot of these subjects in a lot of depth. But it says, one one's basic attitude of mind must be changed, must be converted. This transformation is a tremendous undertaking. It requires a miracle. The Holy Spirit is the miraculous power needed to help renew one's mind. See, we read about that in Romans. We have to renew our mind. Then, Well, how do we do that? It takes the power of God's Holy Spirit. It's a miracle. The quote says, It is the development of the perfect, holy, and righteous character of God. The impregnation of your mind by the Holy Spirit will plant within you the seed of the divine nature of God. You can read about that in Second Peter 1 and verse 4. And it says, It will make possible the development of his character in you, See, we can't develop God's character on our own. That has to come from God's Spirit. It doesn't come from human man, physical man. It comes from God's Spirit. The quote says, Once Spirit begotten, we are to gradually grow, to become more and more like God in the way we think, speak, and do things. Right? Very practical. How do we think? What do we speak? And what are the things that we do? You know, Paul really hit on the fact that our minds have to be renewed. Well, that's the, that's the seat of intellect. That's where you know, our actions come from. It begins in the mind. Why do we say certain things? Well, it's what we're thinking about. It's what we're thinking about, and then we do what's in our minds, what we're thinking about. And so we need God's Spirit to renew our minds so that we can then more and more grow spiritually and think like God more and speak like God more and do the things that God would have us do. The quote continues and says, We develop the character of God by obeying him and by giving to and helping others. This kind of godly character is developed in Christians through independent free choice combined with learning, experience, trial, and testing. And of course, all of it has to come from God's spirit, but then we have to work with that spirit of our own free choice And then learn and go through some experiences, have some trials, have some tests at times. And that's how God helps us to grow spiritually. So we have to use the power of God's Spirit to grow spiritually. And God's Spirit then will produce godly fruits in our lives. You can read about those in Galatians 5, the fruits of the Spirit. Now, God's Spirit is only given to those that God calls And then they have to repent, they have to be baptized, and have the hands of God's true ministry laid upon them. and A prayer is asked for the uh, giving of a small part of God's Spirit, a down payment, and then it has to be used, and that person has to grow spiritually. It's a matter of which way are we going to be conformed to. We don't want to be conformed to the world, but we want to have our minds renewed daily to be thinking like God to be acting like God and to be developing the fruits of the Holy Spirit they're listed there in Galatians 5 we read in Ephesians about some of the practical you know, ways of living and thinking and acting see God's spirit has to be renewed daily through prayer, study, meditation you know, thinking about what we're reading and applying it to our lives and then there's occasional fasting too which we have information about that at thetrumpet.com, and, and uh, that's really an important topic as well. So all of these spiritual tools are needed. If God's Spirit is being renewed and used, then it will produce fruits of God's Spirit. See, we'll be growing spiritually, and God will be preparing us then to be born into his eternal family. We'll be you know, getting to the point where we've grown enough, and we can be, Born into the family of God. It takes growth. It takes growth. And so we have to keep growing and developing more of the mind and the character of Jesus Christ. To help you do that, of course, we have this Bible correspondence course that's free at thetrumpet.com and a lot of other material. It's all free and it's at thetrumpet.com. You can read it that will um, give you guidance and direction and insight into the Word of God and the direction of that God has for you to go. And for those that he's calling, it's a wonderful opportunity to to be growing and developing and preparing for the kingdom of God today. That's all the time we have for this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time. Let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God.